welcome to Slayerfest 98. I'm Ian Carlos Crawford. I'm Zachary Patton Garcia. I'm your local lesbian, Dana Pickley. <laughs> and I am Ryan Houlihan. And today we are here to discuss the season two premiere of Anjou Judgment. Anjou. <laughs> 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 that was beautiful, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, you know, if you weren't on for this episode, I was going to ask you to do a little, like, one of your Ryan recaps of, like, Angel season one. <laughs> <to> <laughs> He has a soul. Cordy's hot. Next. (laughs) (laughs) That really is summing up season one. (laughs) And that's what you missed on Glee, baby. Um, Okay, so we are here. We are at season two. I don't know. Dana, I know, Zach, I know you saw it. But Dana, I don't know if you saw I put out like for the new Mm co-hosts. And at the end of the video, I'm like, I'm so excited to get to season two because it's not season one. And Dana and Zach will finally see that the show does get good. (laughs) Um, Ian? I have to tell you something. <laughs> yes. I really liked this episode. I did. Oh, you did? Yes. I did. I did. See, Ryan, it's working. We, we will win everyone over. Even the <laughs> listeners, if they don't know Angel, it will get them. And then season four will slap them right on the ass. But anyway. <laughs> I even really liked angel in this and i was very prepared to be like okay so this is really when it starts right he's not in his sweater anymore he's got the jacket on i'm just not <laughs> mm-hmm. gonna like him and he was very cute in this episode he was he was oh that, that makes me so happy to hear both of you fucking say that it ah. makes me sick it makes me feel sick <laughs> <laughs> look at that ryan we're off to a good start already i know <laughs> so okay well i guess while we're talking about it dana what do you overall think of this episode had you seen it before no Okay. Uh, I have never seen any of of, of Angel. So um, last season was like my first introduction to okay. it. And um, this, yeah, this is definitely my first. Uh, it was it was so dated in such a great way. Um, <laughs> like the beepers. Oh, yes. my oh my God. <laughs> but, oh my God. Um, I made so many notes about beepers. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was, it really, it was funny. It was touching. It had a very high budget. There yeah. was jousting. We'll get to that later. Uh, but yeah, I really I really dug it. I got really into it. So, Zach, what did you think? Well, just, just about all that. You know, the episode itself was, was fun, but I think everybody else in it felt really comfortable. Like, the story was fun, right? It like wasn't yeah. doing anything like extraordinary, but it was setting up all of the right things that I remember. Um, I was setting up hotel, everything. Um, everybody felt really comfortable in it. Cordelia looked hot this entire episode. Oh, yeah. And every time Angel just like smirked, I was like, I hate you, son of a bitch. I don't want to fall in love with you. But I think I am. I might be. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, yes, I feel like Ryan, right? Like this, this very much is like setting the like ensemble cast tone of this season, right? Don't you think? Yes. This is a reset. This is yeah. like, there have been good episodes of Angels before this. I, you know, I like to joke around, but like Room with a View is a phenomenal episode. Yeah. Nobody's arguing that. Yeah. But. <laughs> This is the first time when everyone has a good episode and when everyone, besides maybe Gunn, but it's okay, he's just starting out and we don't really know him yet and they're just finding excuses to like mash him into the yeah. world. But everyone is themselves, which yeah. is such a relief because there are episodes where Wesley wasn't Wesley and episodes where Cordelia wasn't Cordelia. And certainly, I don't know who that guy playing Angel was, but he was not bumpy <laughs> forehead enough. <laughs> so I, I really like it. I think the effects are good. I think this is a really representative of... And and while I do think this is a good episode, it's a representative of like a middle quality episode of yes. Angel, and yeah. and that's exciting because everyone likes it. So it means that like it, it, the, it can only go really way up from from here. And 
I also think like this one feels much more Los Angeles fantasy mm-hmm. in a way that some episodes last season could have been Sacramento, could have been Toledo, we could have been yeah. in Utica. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear that. Yeah, Ryan, that's like a really good point because I feel like the writers finally were like, oh, we don't need to have the side characters just doing nothing. Like, oh, they're just like adding color. There's a lot of Cordelia making jokes about donuts. And I'm like, no, I think she would actually give a shit about this, you know, in the first (laughs) season. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And like, so Dana, I'm sorry. I thought you were like Zachary who had seen some episodes. Mm Mm-mm. Because, I mean, and we'll get there, but I'm so glad that you got to have that surprise at the end. And it, it doesn't hurt that guest star, it guest starred uh, Justina, uh, I think it's is it Machado, Machado, yeah. Machado yeah. who, I mean, is super duper young in this episode, but it's, she's, she always brings something really nice to whatever she's in. And I'm excited about the demon karaoke bar. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That first off, my first note is Lauren singing I Will Survive. God, I miss Andy Hallett. Wasn't he so hot? Would suck on the horns. I need to do karaoke. <laughs> and and gosh, I, what show is this? I was like, we're off to a great start. If I've got all that in one sentence or you know, fragments. It's it's like Ryan, I don't know if you'll agree, but I think he Lauren is like a full it feels like he's like a fully formed character from the start, right? Yes. yes. I was like, who is this? pansexual musical <laughs> demon of yep. my heart yep and they like very much let him be like flamboyant and i mean i will say i think there's a couple times maybe this season where they try to pretend he's like fully just straight and it's like come on yeah well, we all we all clock it and you i don't know how it goes for the rest of this season <laughs> i don't know how it goes for the rest of the season but you don't have like angel like pushing him up against the wall when he's not giving him answers right or like right. i don't know yeah. And like they have like a friendship kind of right away, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, they yeah, let the, him be weird. Like yes. the best Buffy characters are fucking weird. The worst <laughs> Buffy characters are like, I'm a cop and sad. And <laughs> it's so. <laughs> Jenny, sorry. <laughs> I, I will come for her wig. But I, I, I love Lauren because he, Andy Hallett too. They, I mean, this is behind the scenes and I'm obviously jumping the gun here, but Andy Hallett. They cast him because they were like, they met him and they saw him and they were like, and he worked on the show and they were just like, yo, this guy's fucking cool. We want to put this character just straight up him in the show. Yeah. Why don't we just put him in the show? And they <laughs> did. And it works because he is cool. And like, yeah. they let him put himself into the character, which is the best Buffy characters. That's Allison mm-hmm. Hannigan. That's yeah. Charisma Carpenter. You know, that's, that's, uh, you know. All I mean, Giles, there's so much Anthony Stewart head, even if it isn't him in really specific ways, there's so much of his compassion and empathy and thoughtfulness in the character yes. that it carries through. Yeah, because Andy Hallett was Joss's like assistant and they they like really wanted him on the show, which that's wild, right? To think like you're a personal assistant and everyone just likes you, so you get cast in the show you're working on, right? It like, happened to me. And David Boreanaz was walking a dog. It's the story of Hollywood. <laughs> True. They were like, "How do you serve cunt in a demon <laughs> karaoke bar?" And then they were like, "Lauren, <laughs> got it. Like that's how you do it." Um, I almost feel like he might have been at first. They were thinking of him as like a substitute for the oracles. But he becomes so much more. Yeah. Especially because, like you said, uh, Zach, their relationship, like, Angel respects him pretty, like, immediately. Like, Angel, like you said, he's not, like, trying to rough him up. He's just like, hey, let's talk about this. And they do. He's powerful in different ways. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Um, So then we we get that, and he's, like, giving your little, like, 
ooh, LA, blah, blah, blah. And we talked to Cordy. We learned that they're like temporary current headquarters is her apartment. <laughs> um, <laughs> we also go to her acting class. Oh, right. it's, yeah. nice. it's, it's a nice apartment. It is a nice she apartment. She has a penchant for crystal unicorns. <laughs> but you're, you're right, Ryan. I, I jumped the gun on that because we first see her acting. Um, Straight out of Barry. I was like, <laughs> God damn. If this, she, first off, Cordelia would have ended up on Vanderpump Rules in another world. <laughs> <laughs> Second, I was this like, put her off. in Barry. <laughs> and I love the like, like we see her like she gets the page and then Wesley gets the page and it like you said Dana it like really does feel so dated but it like works right yeah but what I liked about it is they were both like just slaying it on the in their own things yeah so you know she is totally slaying the scene the director is eating it up Wesley is slaying darts this girl is like undressing him <laughs> with her with her eyes and they're like oops gotta go do our other thing that we're really cool at <laughs> <laughs> i yeah i like love that they're letting them thrive for yeah. even a moment yes how do you think how do you think charisma carpenter plays this right do you think charisma plays it as like cordelia's not a very good actress or do you think she puts her entire acting bone into it it's just the one bone, but I think she's putting it there. <laughs> <laughs> the act, well, acting got boned. <laughs> I feel like I feel like this is. I mean, Dana, you were on for the episode where we like we saw that she was a bad actor. I feel like they're like showing she's improving a little bit, right? Yeah, I mean, I went to acting school. It happens. Uh, you know, people get better. I watched a lot of people get better over the years. I want to see her hold a glass, though, a glass of water. That's what I want to see. Clean her glasses like Giles. Um, business. Lots of business. Lots of, she's lots just of copying, making martinis. Copying fucking Buffy Summers from. That's who, that's who she's pulling from. I think they really convincingly play her as someone who is extremely naturally charismatic, but for whom the scheduling of acting like it, to be good at acting you have to do it like everything else and i just don't think this woman has the time right. you know you're like solving demon crimes like yeah you're not like doing head of gabbler you're like chopping heads <laughs> off of gabblers and how many of those classes is she having a damn vision in the middle of right yeah. right <laughs> they were like wow that was so convincing <laughs> <laughs> um and i do like that we like then see them just like confidently strolling into this gym and the thing that this season immediately does which i know then later on i'm kind of negates what I'm about to say, but they they let Cordy and Wesley be there like upfront in the mm-hmm, like missions mm-hmm. or like saving shit. Um, and this season is very good at like letting them be there. Like, and I've done like a vague background watch to like try to figure out what pictures I'm doing. And I think next episode, they literally show they're like fighting. They crash like a demon ceremony and Cordy and Wesley both are like holding their own in the fight. And it's like really nice to see to give these characters like, Cause they like, right. Like even Xander could fight more than Wesley could in season one of angel. And like, if we're having these humans around, they have to be able to like, you just have to be able to hold your own. Right. Like if you're working for angel and fighting demons, cause then angels just busy saving you, you all the time and he can't focus on what he has to do. Right. Worst case scenario, just go buy some potions that blow shit up and like charmed one. it If you have to, (laughs) Ooh, I have a I have a charm comment in my notes later on. Um, oh no! <laughs> so, something wicked this way comes. <laughs> <laughs> Angel says something which I love. He's like, 
because they're like, oh, this is like a conspicuous place for demons. And Angel says that these demons love mirrors and muscles. <laughs> same. I mean, same. <laughs> they're gay men. <laughs> <laughs> and they're on steroids, Angel mentions, you know? Juice <laughs> Pump party, pump party. <laughs> this gang is not worried about being covert at all either. No. This was this was wild. Busting through the mirror, fucking up these demons. Meanwhile, the entire gym, it's packed gym. They're all watching, yeah. you know. <laughs> I nearly dropped my smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> so they like defeat that really quickly. The manager's like, that guy has horns, and that's an angel's like, oh, steroids. We get the credits. We see that J. August Richards has joined the credits. Um, good for him. Then we then this is when we see that Cordelia's apartment is their new hideout, which is a it is a very nice apartment. I can't decide if I would be like I I wouldn't be scared of Phantom Dennis because he's nice, but I don't know that I'd be okay with because I'm like, well, can he see me when I'm pooping? Like, uh, well, that's why you're not living with him, okay? Cordelia is <laughs> living with him, and she loves she loves him for how exactly how he is, right? I'm pretty sure that that. Cordy put some boundaries in place. <laughs> yes, That's Phantom true. Dennis is polite, is kind, is is <laughs> oh, the perfect roommate, basically. And like Ian, I have bad news for you about ring cameras and Amazon and shit because you know you never know in someone's home if they can see you pooping anymore. Do you have a ring camera in your in your shitter, Ron? <laughs> Not me, but I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> you're, you're just looking at it as you're as you're on the toilet. I hope nobody's looking at me right now. Don't you be looking at me. I'm like, Isaac. <laughs> it's disgusting. Uh, um, they're, what are they discussing in the fucking apartment? I forget what they're... Um, Demons. Well, Cordy, Cordy starts sneezing. Right. And then she has a vision. And so um, she, she sees this like super scary looking demon person thing. Um, and she doesn't recognize the demon. So they like start going off of her description. Right. And so like... I get like later on we'll, we cut to this, but like then she's sketching the demon. Um, no, Angel sketching the demon. Oh, right, Angel, because he's that is consistent. He's always been a good it, artist. It, it, maybe, I don't think he should be drawing anymore after that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, we learn that Phantom Dennis gets spooked by Wesley yelling, but then Cordelia yells. <laughs> I love. I love that she defends Phantom Dennis. Yeah. What happens with Phantom Dennis? Because I know she doesn't stay in that apartment. Don't, you don't have to tell us, but she better take him with her. You know, figure out how to put him in like a like a crystal or something. <laughs> we we think Phantom Dennis. We think Phantom Dennis went to a really nice farm in upstate New York oh, where no. he went to the same. Oh, wow. Phantom Dennis he went, went to, to the. Hell. <laughs> no, Phantom Dennis goes to the same school that Marcy goes to. Um, yes, yes. Phantom Dennis should. I don't know. I don't know. I, he should have had his own title credit in this in, yes. in the credits. But like you know, you just see like an empty alleyway or something. You see like a, a book flying by. <laughs> yeah, or something. Um. Yeah, I love I love the Phantom Dennis shit. Um, it also, should be a you, brick wall. <laughs> did you <laughs> sorry catch what Cordelia says that she's been watching a lot of like noir Bravo. on Bravo? Yeah, yes, 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 yes. And and you know what? You want to know why that's so weird? We were watching Vanderpump Rules last night. That's why I made that joke, and I said Shayna Shea kind of looks like Cordelia. If you don't just do that, no, stop it. it. Stop. You're right. She You're right. does. No. And then she was like, I was watching Bravo, and I was like, honestly, she would have run, sir. Like, she would have had them. What is Cordelia's um, Bravo song? What song would she do? 
What would it be called? It wouldn't be good as gold. It would. Well, be, it has to be your own. It has to be something. Yeah, yeah, you have yeah. Come up it with something be, on the fly. I am a bitch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I am the I am the fucking devil. Is is exactly a Cordelia line. So tracks. <laughs> but no, I Ryan is. Are you talking? Is she the person whose name you just said? She's in season one, right? Yes. Because I remember, like, I've only watched season one and half of season two of Vanderpump. Um, one day when I was like stoned at um, my friend's house and I kept being like, that woman looks like an early season Cordelia chase. Like I kept saying it and then I tweeted about it and people were like, don't do Cordelia like this. Yeah. My <laughs> husband got so upset, but then I kept doing freeze frames of both shows, both the last night and today. And today he goes, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, that's also, that's another show I've never watched. I, I, I can't bring myself to watch something called Vanderpump. Ooh. Well, speaking of demons in LA, uh, the first the first two seasons are really, really, really good, and then you have to wait eight seasons, and then the most insane thing you have ever heard in your life. Happens. I know about the Sandoval thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know though. Yeah. Like those middle seasons, there's a few really good ones. Like season six is is a ripe season. It's it's good. Listen, I'll take all the doty I can get, but <laughs> that's not the topic of today. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I, yes. And I. Dana, what before one one more thing before Ryan gets us back on track. Dana, you will appreciate this. It's the the lesbian couple I'm friends with that got me to watch the Bravo shows. Who also one of them was like my high school best friend. She watched Sex in the City, and I watched Buffy. So it's like we like reverse the stereotypes. Oh. Oh. And like the only reason I know any part of Sex in the City is because like you know when we were like 16 and like I was at her house or she was at mine, we would watch TV and like if Sex in the City was on, I had to watch it. If Buffy was on, she had to watch it. So like. That's how we both know those shows is that it was the other one's favorite. Got two it. kinds of slaying. Yes. We could we could just start talking about Vanderpump Rules season two, episode one. We could <laughs> switch this that, up. That would is not be an hour long recap. <laughs> there is there, there there might as well be Justin in it. Um, a sword fight of some sort, you know, it's uh-huh. a rumor. Uh-huh. <laughs> so then we cut to uh Wolfram and Hart, and we get someone on Twitter referred to Lila and Lindsay as the Buffy verse team rocket from Pokemon. Ah, like, very, very <laughs> oh, my oh my God. Thank you. I was like, I, there was something about it and you just put the, my, the finger on it. That's I'm, hilarious. I, I was like, now I'm going to, I'm scrolling to see if I can actually find who it was. Cause I hate when I don't have the person's name up. Oh, there we go. Uh, Christabel on Twitter said Wolfram and Hart's team rocket. And it's like a gif of them walking together. And I feel like that's just so accurate. <laughs> Angel is their Pikachu. <laughs> and the senior partners are me out. <laughs> but like, I feel like they're also showing us like, these will be your main lawyers moving forward. Yeah. And they really work well together, right? Alila's too big a star to not have become yes. like a major part of it. She, from the minute she's on screen, I was like, like I could feel shivers. I was like, "This is the kind of actor that that those casting directors could only find." Like she's so right for the role. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. All right, we're sucking a lot of dick for two randos when Julie Benz is in the fucking room. I was. Hey, yeah, thank well. you, Zach. <laughs> Zach, speak on the Julie Benz of it all. Ugh, <laughs> uh, this this is an actor with presence. She, <laughs> you just see her back. You know who she is, and you're like, oh. This is this is and then she's only in one scene and I was a little disappointed about That's that. All but we just for <laughs> a little bit of screen time, it's not how much how much screen time you have, it's what you do with it. 
Oh yeah. It was a great moment when um Lila's talking to her like it's a nice day outside and Lindsay was like she's not a child she's 400 <laughs> years old. <laughs> I was like oh yeah she's really hot for 400. <laughs> <laughs> when she's on screen, she just Julie Benz just it's it just feels like she's just chewing her life. Yes, you know, made, like she's really you know, ah, oh, so good. Because like I know that is her like kind of it's like a exaggerated version of her regular voice, but it just like her like baby whisper works so well, right? Well, like, it's always like toothy so too, right? She's always like yeah. smiling with teeth yes. and maybe a yes. little bit of tongue there. <laughs> it's very sexual. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so the opposite of Buffy that it makes the angel thing completely different. Like her dynamic with him is completely different. And that wasn't true of Kate. (laughs) (laughs) Kate is not even here, Ryan. She's not here. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because it's like, he has a type, but it's not personality-wise. It's literally just like blonde white girl. Like. Very, very, yeah. yeah, just just on the page, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love that this is setting us up for like, there will be a lot of this. And like Zach and Dana, I, I feel like, and Ryan, I think you'll agree, like she really brings it this season, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's undeniable. Like, I, I, it's crazy because the first time you see her, you're like, that's charismatic. I did not know until this show that Julie Benz is like an elite at like she's yeah. really, really good. And they they realize that and they start feeding her. And it's great. Does she get to fight? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 There's I, one I, scene in particular that is so good the, with that regard. Ryan, I am so excited for Dana and Zach to watch. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I know. Yep. Yes. <laughs> like so excited <laughs> to get there. Um, but so yeah, we get a little bit of this. There's, I do think the one critique I have is there's a little too much of them, of her and Lindsay standing around together. Um, mm-hmm. Like in the episode or in the season? In, in the like first few episodes of this season, there's a lot of them like mm. doing this. I mean, they're gorgeous. It's okay. I candy work yeah. sometimes. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, the show lawyers. And I think the show realizes this. It's hard to show lawyers at work if unless you're at the court. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, that's true. It's not really an action-packed career. <laughs> no, the good wife made a lot of hay out of like her coming in and out of the office. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> that's true. And even like you guys said, like everything she says when she says, "I'd like to see that boy," and has like this sinister mm-hmm. look in her face, so good, right? <laughs> so then we, what is it? Then oh. It's Wesley that knows about Lauren's bar, right? He's the one that like gets them there. Well, they they figure out who this this vision this vision that Cordy has is this Prio Motu right, demon, yeah. um, who is like an assassin, like it's just like a, a killer. And so they're like, well, how the heck, you know, do we know anyone who has any intel on this? And that's when Wesley's like, hey, I've got I've got some new um, snitches. Uh, let's go to let's go meet up at this place and there we go. The demon gay bar. In the gay bar. At the gay karaoke demon bar. (laughs) Yes. Taco Bell Pizza Hut. That sounds so hot. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) This is the future liberals want. (laughs) It is. I'm like, we're at the Taco Bell Pizza Hut, so we gotta get the gay shit out of the way first, so then I can indulge. (laughs) Oh, I'll do it during. I don't give a shit. (laughs) Right. Um, And this immediately, like, 
even this guy Merle is like a random reoccurring like informant demon. I love the twerpy informants of the Buffy verse. I wish yes. they would get together and have one final poker game. <laughs> um and we see what is he singing is he singing i'm so excited right yes he's singing pointer sisters yes yes (laughs) which i love and i love how much we just there's i will tell you both there is a lot of this where it's like silly shit of like demons having to sing karaoke this season and it always works yeah (laughs) i mean isn't that basically what karaoke is i mean right why wasn't the bronze doing karaoke nods karaoke nods should have been like a a tuesday thing at the bronze i want to go to the bronze drag night oh my god oh my god drag (laughs) bingo at the bronze the bronze is gone now there's no bronze michelle branch opening up for alaska (laughs) thunderclaw oh my god (laughs) alaska comes out and goes I'm feeling delicious. And the crowd growls. <laughs> I, you know, I, I would go to that. Um, but also if we're talking about Buffy drag, Ryan did fucking killer Darla drag at the second to last live show. And it was like, it just, I, I got increasingly bloody as the night went on. It was a delight. How many Buffy characters have you done? You've done two by now, right? I think I've done three. Mm. Um, but one was so crappy I didn't really record it. But yes, I did, my good ones were I did um, Willow when she first floated the pencil and I and and was like sexy at the bronze. And I did Darla in the first two episodes. And he gave me a lap dance as Darla on stage. It was wonderful. <laughs> Hard to tell the difference. It was the exact. No, Could have been the same yeah. person. Could have been Julie Beans. <laughs> honestly, I've done that like four times, so it just blurs together. <laughs> Uh, so we get um well we we run into merle and merle takes some money from them to give them the the scoop right but he's kind of like ah i really don't want to tell you this because this guy is like he will kill me um but he gives the location and then lorne approaches angel and asks him to sing and angel's like absolutely no i don't date i don't sing in public i I don't eat (laughs) vegetables like he's just like these things he doesn't do yeah, he so, said he said date sing in public or tan and i was like you've right. done all of those in the first <laughs> season of the show but okay <laughs> that's just and him then, he's not like other boys yeah <laughs> and then he finds her right it's kind of just like yes. he's there right and she sees does she her. have a name because they just call her pregnant woman throughout the episode does I, she have I a think- name I actually think they run they run to the apartment with Gunn, right? We yeah. get to see Gunn for two seconds. Joe. No, her name's Joe. Gotcha. Oh yeah, yeah. Do they do they run? Well, no, because Gunn doesn't meet them till later. Gunn meets. Yeah, he's Cordelia. not. He's not there yet. Yeah. Oh. Um, it's Angel finds her first. Okay. And then her demon protector, which is such a weird plot that we don't really harp on too much. Yeah. That it's, like, we're not meant to we're not I it's mean, her yeah. business her business not ours <laughs> not ours <laughs> that's its own spinoff the demon jumps out and angel kills him and we find out that was her protector oopsie yep a big a big oops a big oops um from the tribunal yes whatever the <laughs> hell that is there this this episode does have a lot of that where it's like nonsense fantasy words where it's like yeah sure that was a protector well, also a j- ask a question right ask a follow-up protector from what what are we protecting yeah. from I, yeah. uh, give me more information that <laughs> we can probably cut 15 minutes of this episode like hmm, it's unclear <laughs> uh then she like freaks out understandably and like tells him to leave her alone stay away from her he's like upset when he like that he killed this 
demon, blah, 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 blah. He was a soldier like me, is what he says. And then he goes and roughs up Merle again, right? Yes. So basically, they all kind of do a little blame game thing at first. But then Wesley is like, Angel, you didn't know this. You know, how could you have known? And then so Angel goes and interrogates Merle once again. And Merle is like, sorry, man, I knew that that she, he was the protector, but like, there's like a lot of money on this chick's head um, and her baby situation. So um, she's supposed to be a powerful force for good in the world. Um, and now she's got a massive target on her back. You know, she has the same role in this that she does in Final Destination 2, where she is like the key. She's the big, powerful, positive force in the world. And she's pregnant. Wait, oh, oh, she's the pregnant woman in Final Destination. Yes, and she's the key. She's the one who's oh, supposed to give shit. birth to life. Ah, I forgot about I like I guess I haven't rewatched that since she's been like famous. Um That's pretty so, close yeah. together too. I think Final Destination two was two thousand three and this is what, two thousand is it two thousand? No, this would have been, I think, two thousand and one or two okay. thousand know, you might no, you might be right, two thousand. Yeah, yeah, this is September two thousand. September two thousand, yeah. yeah. Yeah, huh? That's funny. I, I just I know her from One Day at a Time, which I love. Which yeah. we had Isabella Gomez on to watch Welcome to the Hellmouth, and it was very fun because her character mm, loved Buffy, but then she had never watched it, so we did a little watch together. Dana, now what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Dana, tell us what this episode's about. <laughs> yes, Oracle. <laughs> oh gosh, am I the oracle this season? Um, let's see. So Shocker, the lesbian has to pick it up when the three gay men can't fucking get it together. We're at gun now though, right? This is gun now. Well, this this is now where we go. Zach, right. do you want to take over? Because this is now where we hit uh, gun runs into Angel. Well, I'm not I'm not as as I, was, I can't put it into the best wording, but it says gun saves a guy from a vamp angel shows up for help. That's my notes. <laughs> well, that's basically what happened. So Angel and Gun go to the demon's house. And now like now that he sees the demon's house, which is funny because like it's just this demon had like a studio apartment. Yeah. Um he had a name and he like had a leg, a life, and there's a talisman or something that they find and gun goes and delivers it to the gang, which is like, they killed, he killed this guy. And like, I get it in this universe. We only care about killing humans, but it does give JK Rowling vibes that we don't care about this guy. And to include faith in prison for the exactly. same thing, essentially yeah. weird. <laughs> Where's angels jail time. Angel doesn't do jail time. He just, he, he has suffering. Okay. He's a suffering. prison of the mind. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, so yeah, he sends gun away and then he does see, um, Joe. Joe. I was like, don't say Justina Machado again, Ian. Um, he sees <laughs> Joe. She kind of is like, get the fuck away from me. She misses Costco. Who doesn't? She's, yes, right, she, yeah. <laughs> she like had a normal life and then she got pregnant and now like everyone wants to kill her. Yes. And she <laughs> Isn't doesn't... that always the way? So she basically just wants Angel to like get the fuck away from her. What is she she talks about the the little thing that he gives gun to bring the talisman, yeah, talisman, yeah. And he's like, I know where it is. And this is this is where they let him moments like this where they let him be a little charming when he's kind of stammering and he's like, well, I know where that is. Well, it's not here right now. I could bring you to where it. And he's like <laughs> awkwardly like stumbling through, like I'm charmed by that, and gives her his card. 
you know, oh, Ian, cute. you're so easy. Uh, (laughs) the suburbs of new jersey will do that to you (laughs) (laughs) the dry dry desert um she goes to leave a demon pops out angel saves her and then we cut back to cordelia's apartment i can't decide if i like really hate this or it's like accurate to like wesley and cordelia being like awkward uptight white people but they're not looking through a peephole or anything they're they just hear gun at the door and they're like, oh, I, I laughed. I laughed. I, what if it's a demon with a gun? That was a good line. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, once he comes in, they're, like, awkward about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, There's a couple people doing that because the guy who gun saves from the vampire does that, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's honestly the most honest, honestly, the True. most honest. Great. <laughs> so I'm a writer. Um, I think it's the most honest that these writers are about race in most of this show. And I have to say the gun stuff, there are moments, there is one episode in particular that is so horrible and egregious and racist. And I do think that if they had just stated their uncomfortability up front, it could have been sort of dynamic and open to conversation and progressed a little faster than it mm, does. Yeah. And I, I think this is the closest we sort of get to reflecting the actual realities of LA in the year 2000. But I also understand that like they don't have time to service it. So would it have been better to maybe just cut it if you can't do it justice? I, I'm not black and I can't answer that question, but I do think it's notable and really worth highlighting mm-hmm. in this episode because it's one of the first in which Gunn is part of the group. Hmm. Yeah, that's I, I. You know what? You've told me that. Yes, it's like an accurate portrayal. Um, and I do like that he fucks with them when he's like, well, I've seen you both sleeping. When you were in the <laughs> hospital, like I was protecting you. Like, <laughs> um, Then we go back to angel and he's bringing uh joe above ground and ryan where do they end up um then they end up at the hotel yes we get our first glimpse it is i mean she's a looker she's an icon (laughs) she's a legend um and are we gonna get there pretty quick after these yep yep Mm -hmm. i think it's oh wait is that like the new headquarters or something yeah that's like the box but empty and 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 f- every room, it, like you open a room, it's like an escape room. Like every yeah. room has the <laughs> weirdest shit going on inside like, of it. Oh, there's a ghost in this room. Oh, there's a goat in the other room, and there's the <laughs> devil in this room. <laughs> Here's a portal to hell. This is just an. You just open this door, and you're on the street. Like it's just the best <laughs> hotel. So it's like my freshman dorm. <laughs> yes, yes. Everybody's <laughs> fucking in random corners. It's amazing. <laughs> Everybody except um, for Angel. So I, yeah, um, I really like, it's weird. I was talking about this. I did a like Patreon watch along with Bradley Stern of the first episode of season five, because he was just getting to that. Um, And he's going through it for the first time. And I was saying how the season five set season five is when they get a new set. This hotel is their set until season five. But like I was saying how the season five set looked bigger and more expensive, but I feel like this, I'm incorrect. Like this seat. This set is also like both of them are bigger and expensive than any of the Buffy sets. Oh yeah, looked, it's right? obvious there's so much more money spent on yeah. this season of yes. already. <laughs> Which the WB I, was like, fix it, <laughs> <laughs> fix it. But Ryan, you you've worked in TV. Why would Angel get more money than Buffy though? Right? Um, I don't even know if uh, that is even needs to be a Ryan question. I think I think the answer is staring you right in the face, Ian. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think I think it kind of comes down to just like Angel had a problem in the first season and they needed some solutions. And one of those things that was going to make it easier was they need a place to go that first off people like being in. Second, opens up a ton of different stories. Mm. And third, like Angel didn't have a signature thing. Like the library worked. The magic box worked. Giles' apartment didn't work. And they had to end that shit fast because when that's it's true. not working, like you need central perk for a show like this that's like episodic. You need home. Um, and and I do think that this set, maybe, I don't know if it was more expensive or not than the final one, but it's more custom. The final one, I think I could have put together, even though it's very pretty. <laughs> I think it's, it's very different and I'm not going to yeah. spoil anything, but it's very different. And I think this one is so specific that it gives the show an identity. Mm. Yeah. Is that yeah. what you were going? Is that what you meant, Dana? Or am I missing something? I was just going to say the patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think that's what Dana was getting at. <laughs> I mean, well, Ryan, yours makes perfect sense, but also <laughs> the patriarchy. That makes more sense. I could see, and I could especially, especially see Joss being like, well, this is our hero, and now she's our damsel. And it's like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, so we get our first glimpse of the hotel, and I do like that they, like, sprinkle it in, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. mm, because Ryan, remind me, does he recognize where he is right now? No, we don't get we, we don't get any acknowledgement of okay. him uh, having any interest in any hotels ever. Um, but I think similar to the Magic Box, it's nice because it's it, it when we do get there and we get to the more hotel-centric episodes, it doesn't feel like a right turn. It feels yeah. like a natural part of the world, which is always the best part of Buffyverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the Buffyverse is very good at that, right? Like making you kind of comfortable in the like thing they're easing you into that is going to be there for a while. <laughs> like we all know about this theoretical universe with no shrimp from like four mentions over the course <laughs> of several seasons on two shows. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he is attacked by some demons. Uh, he, you know, fights them. He sends Joe to go to Cordy's. After he defeats the demons in the hotel, he goes to Cordy's. She is not there. He needs to put an air tag on that girl, by the way. I, I know. <laughs> I, I kept thinking, like, just call her. And I was like, all oh, right, they don't have cell phones. But the, the weird part is cell phones were a thing by now. Cordelia had a cell phone in season one of Buffy. Probably the best investment they could make financially. And I get it. Most of these people are broke. But, like, babe, are you that broke? <laughs> like, you guys buy mace. <laughs> this yeah, is like a, like... like a physical metal mace. Not even talking pepper spray. <laughs> like, uh, you gotta you gotta get a phone. <laughs> That's a true. That... Medieval mace. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would be fucking expensive. I remember doing my, like, book trailer just to rent a prop gun was, like, $800. And I was like, oh, never mind. I wanted, like, a prop gun and a prop knife, and that shit was too expensive, so I bought no. plastic ones. That's crazy. They're, like, $70 on eBay. Oh, God. Well, I guess I it's like going to say, one. so you bought a real one. <laughs> so <you laughs> that was cheaper. <laughs> we need Cordelia to go to the singular store and pick up a sidekick. Oh, no, that's T-Mobile. <laughs> uh, but so, this is a moment that we get a Cordy and Angel moment that I really do love. And I think this is one of the things that they did well in season one, but didn't do enough of that. Like when she knows she needs to pick it up for him, she absolutely does. Right. Mm-hmm. It makes me a little bitter because I do like all of these moments and I, I really like seeing them bond and I'm looking forward to all of these moments. But then I remember 
that you told me that <laughs> they don't actually become a thing. Uh, I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here then? Leave me, <laughs> leave me alone. Stop playing with my emotions. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's nice to see a woman understand Angel that isn't sexually focused or as or charged at least for a really long time. Yeah. Um, but it is really like blue ball on me <laughs> over here. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, like, it would be even better to see a woman over forty understand Angel. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, well, that, you know, Joyce had that with Spike, and that was all we were going to get. That was it. That was it. (laughs) (laughs) Women over 40 don't exist, you guys. Come on. (laughs) We become invisible as soon as the clock strikes midnight. Call Meryl Streep. That's the only one we know of, right? That's the the only one he made it over 40. I think one woman was over 40, but then she ripped her head off and she was a snake monster in a double Uh. beat palace. So, (laughs) you know, maybe it's better we didn't see too many. Uh, so yeah i just what's the i wrote it down she says something she says something really sweet to him and she's like i'll be with you until you do and he says like how about your inevitable stardom and she says i'm not saying i won't have a day job which is like so perfectly cordelia right like she's like no i support you i mean i'm gonna be famous I'll still be here though, but like I will blow up. She would totally hire him as like her assistant too. Oh yeah, without a without a doubt, she would be like, yeah, I'm gonna okay, come on as my assistant. I'll like put you on my payroll, whatever, and like mostly have him hang out with her. Yeah, the most <laughs> annoying bodyguard on any set ever. And <laughs> <laughs> time she has to do an action scene, he ends up running in because he gets confused, <laughs> and then she's in trouble. <laughs> He's moving the trailer himself, just picking it up. God, he's got to stop doing that. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Dana, what did you what did you think of their little moment? I mean, I get, I, I see what you guys are saying about their connection, and and so it's it's starting to make a lot more sense to me. But I, it's not the connection I want to really talk about. Okay, so we'll get to that later. Ooh, oh. ooh, okay. Ooh. Um, I know where you're going with this. Um, so I'm ready to be there already. I know, I know, I know, I know. So, <laughs> but first we have to joust. Like we gotta, we gotta joust. We're on our way to medieval times, times now. We found. <laughs> oh my god! Do we make the same fucking joke? <laughs> Wesley's figured. Okay, well, it was the it was the low hanging fruit. Um, Wesley, <laughs> Wesley's figured out that this thing is the coat of arms, and there's only one way. And Angel's got to be her protector, right? Her champion. Yes. He hasn't come to that realization, though. So they go back to the Demon Gay Bar. I forget. Why did they go back there, though? I have it in my notes. But he I needs don't information, but Lorne is saying, well, you got to karaoke first. Mm-hmm. And so Angel he, sings Mandy. Mandy, which oh, is so oh, cute. So, right. I am swooning. Oh. <laughs> and it's like a through line, right, Ryan? Don't they, like, mention it a couple times? Yeah, Angel has some... We don't, the Angel Barry Manilow connection tells me so much about Angel over the years, and it really explains a lot about him. But again, we will get there. <laughs> Why couldn't he do some shit like this with, with Buffy? Why couldn't they go on like a karaoke day, bowling, right. something, right. you know? Nice. <laughs> Instead, they're just going down to the tunnels, hunting. It, it- it, no. it really, I think, is highlighted in that final, in the final Buffy episode where she gives the cookie dough speech because her relationship with Spike, they're both un, uh, uncomfortably themselves all the time. <laughs> Whereas with Angel and Buffy, I think they just showed each other the quote unquote best versions of themselves until, of course, mm-hmm. season two. Um, but I think that that, 
it it's it, it Angel needed depth, especially after this first season. He needed yeah. layers, like he needed some other side of him. And I I think that these quirks are just the things that make you fall in love with him. Like yeah. I know Ian, you're swooning over him this time around, and it's like, well, because there's something there now. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. and that just wasn't there with Buffy. And like that's why I think that's part of why I'm like I just don't – I never really bought the romance as much as I was supposed to, you know. Um, mm. But I could totally see him doing something like this and her giving her little, you know, cutesy, oh. shy smile towards him like she does, you know, at a prom yeah. or, or something like that. Like it would have made for such great – I don't know. Just – I'd have fallen in love with the relationship because this angel paired with Buffy would have been yes. much better than the Buffy or the angel we got in Buffy. If we had gotten Buffy going to Caritas and we had gotten Buffy singing karaoke, I oh want to hear what everyone's guess is, and then I will give you mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, Love Shaq. Th- <laughs> yeah, so good. God, I don't know. Don't I'm bad know. at this game. Yeah, I don't know. If I-, <laughs> um, I think she would do Dolly Parton. I really do. Like because of the show or like, no, Buffy likes Buffy, the character. Likes I think Dolly. Buffy, the character would be like, it's in my range. She's wonderful. And I think the Dolly Buffy connection of like being a blonde woman do-gooder who like can maintain her own dignity in a world that's like trying to destroy her is, <laughs> is, is, is kind of slay. Although yeah. maybe because Alanis Morissette was trending at the time. I don't know. <laughs> mm, oh, I would have liked to see her do like you ought to know. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but also like, the Dolly, how like Dolly was like an executive producer or whatever. Her, oh, like, true. Duh. What's wrong with me? That's why I thought you picked it to be like, oh, it'd be a cute nod to like her. Uh, Dolly's just perfect. So that's yeah. why it's all aligning. That's fair. <laughs> I was trying to think of uh, what's the, is it Blue Oyster Cult that she mentioned? She Doesn't she make a joke about Blue Oyster Cult? I don't remember. Yeah, don't I think so. The Reaper? But she like makes a joke about it. So I'm like, that's the only band I feel like I can remember her talking about. <laughs> Buffy doing landslide. Okay, we have to move on. I'm about <laughs> to like, melt down. <laughs> Sarah would not have done any of this, okay? It was it no. was once more with feeling was as much as we were gonna get about that. Yeah, that was it. Um yeah, I love that like Lauren stops him a little early and then is like, look at how handsome he looks and is like And he is swallowing this entire time. Like he's so nervous and like yeah. uncomfortable and it's cute. It's cute. And it's not the typical angel like whimpering in a corner, you know. Right. This is cute. Yes. This is him, you know. Another kind of bravery. <laughs> so and I do like the cut to Cordelia and Wesley just being like uh, and Cordelia's like, hey, we'll do anything to save someone. Um, <laughs> like, that shit's cute, right? It's, like, fun. And this bar really does add, like, a fun element that had been missing from the show mm-hmm. in season mm-hmm. one. And then... <laughs> so, I also have to point out, when Angel has that jacket buttoned up, it looks like that bit from BoJack, the two kids in, like, a trench coat. <laughs> it's so big and ill-fitting. <laughs> Vincent Adult Man? Yes. I, I don't know like, if I noticed any of his outfits in this episode, I have to be honest. He wears a lot of shiny button-up shirts that I <clears> thought <throat> I could wear because I liked them on Angel, and it ends up there's only one person that looks good <laughs> oh, in those no. fucking Coles shirts. <laughs> but he, damn, does he look good. A high collar on Angel. It's all cheekbones. Ugh. Yeah, it really, you know, I, you're right. Not, it doesn't, 
that outfit wouldn't look good on other people, but it does look good on him. And Ryan, I also had some of those shiny button-up shirts. <laughs> what were we doing? I know. I was like, ooh, Spike and Angel dress like this. I can with my stupid Wolverine hair. <laughs> I'll go to my high school with a long leather coat. That won't send anyone any red flag. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Listen, it was a school dance, too. Oh, God. Oh, I, I, we can't go back. I ended up very popular at the end of high school, okay? I'll have you all know. <laughs> <laughs> so then we enter uh this is when we enter an episode of charmed uh angel goes <laughs> to the tribunal this is so I, fucking oh weird oh my god right in the middle of downtown LA. Yeah, yeah, in la you see cars going by <laughs> and nobody's gonna at look. the end of the street back <laughs> that has its lights on illuminating that was me i'm not understanding what i'm looking at <laughs> Why was this woman running in the middle of the, a pregnant woman running in the middle of an LA highway like Kelly Bensimo? <laughs> I was like, someone help her. Like, I don't expect the LAPD to step in, but could SAG AFTRA? <laughs> She's it's a mom like, on a mission. It's, it's weird because it's charmed with a little bit more of a budget, right? It definitely is more of a budget. Yeah. Who doesn't? <laughs> True. Uh, but like, it's just so fucking weird. Like, he gets on that horse and it's like, what show am I Where watching? Where did this horse come from? Like, <laughs> But the, the tribunal effects, when they like elevated in, I was like, more of this. This is kind yes. of cool. Yeah. It was, yeah. Little, it was a little uh, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Yes. Uh, don't <laughs> do that. <laughs> I, I like, it's weird because this and then the end that we will get to are the two things I remember from this episode. And this is not because I think it's great. It's just like fucking weird weird yeah i will say boreanis looked pretty cool on that horse that was him i mean not all of it but like right. he's going fast with on that with that jousting stick on that horse he looks pretty cool i feel like he had to have known how to ride a horse right because i don't think they give them much time to learn shit when they're God, i would scenes. love i would love to ride a horse with david boreanis <laughs> Told right. down. You're gonna get SEAL Team Six, David Boreanaz. Is what you're I'm gonna, gonna get. go to Horny Jail <laughs> with me and Lauren and Horny Jail. Yeah, you and Lauren both. Um, and I don't know. Do we have anything to say about the fight other than it's weird? He wins. I mean, he gets knocked off. He does. He gets a good shot in first, and then he gets knocked off, and then he gets stabbed through the guts. But he's immortal. So so. Yep. Jokes on you. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine both of them just kept stabbing each other and getting up. Doesn't he behead? Doesn't he behead the guy? Yeah, he beheads him. Yeah, nice, and then the tribunal, nice the tribunal just kind of like goes away, right? They're it's like, like okay, see, ya. well, they're like, we'll protect protect her until she comes of age. What? What the fuck does that mean? What? We what don't know. It only went to season five. We'll never know. It does not <laughs> matter. <laughs> I like that Angel set up a calendar appointment, and he was like, "All right, well, yep. I will see you September twenty eighteen. <laughs> yeah. Have a great." Summer. (laughs) Wait a minute. What if, what if the baby was Elena from One Day at a Time? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Age would be perfect. This is too much. Weird. Calm, calm (laughs) down, everybody. Calm down. (laughs) Oh my God, the baby is Elena from One Day at a Time. Wow. They do make. They do say that Angels or Wesley says one soul at a time, and I was like, oh. One day does, you're right, you're right. What did Dolly Parton know and when did she know it? <laughs> <laughs> Dolly didn't so, watch Angel. Yeah, yeah, she didn't watch Angel. She's she's That's so she was like, true. Uh, 
Buffy's a cute show. What's Angel? <laughs> she said, I don't watch men. Click. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then um yeah he wins and they kind of like just kind of say goodbye right yeah he's like high five thanks for saving me i'll never see you again and then um, we never do and then we never do and then they get rid of the whiteboard because it is one soul at a time but let's go to let's go take a visit to someone angel smiles right before this visit yes and i want to just point out the smile that made me float into the air you know yes so it's right, and that's what I love is Wesley says we're not we're not running a race. We're doing a job one soul at a time. And Angel then immediately is like, "I have something I need to do." And like, fuck, I love this scene so much. And it's not the weird like laughing he does when he's trying to play Angel as like having a little bit of fun. Yeah, this was like a genuine smile, which yes. made it really cute. Um, but then they go to jail. He was just excited to go see Eliza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who wouldn't be right? Gosh, Who this fucking scene. I, I. I did not know about that this scene even existed. I did not know that uh, she cameoed in this. I thought I had seen every Eliza Dushku scene <laughs> in the Buffyverse, and clearly I have not. I got chills all over my body. Yeah, it's such a good scene. And Zach and Dana, both of you, this is why I wanted you both on for this, because I was pretty sure you both didn't know. Like, I knew for, I was pretty sure from what Zach had said to me about something. I, I like don't remember, but early on in season one, I was like, Oh, I got to make sure he's on for the premiere because I want him to see this because I knew you would love this, Zach. Mm. And this is like, I, I often forget this is here just because it is weirdly placed, but it works, right? And like, man, they are, they have such good chemistry. Ugh, the Ugh. sexual tension is so thick, you could cut it with a shiv. <laughs> <laughs> see, now, Dana, them, I, I like very much see them as like close friends that respect each other, but are not trying to fuck. Okay. <laughs> I think Faith is always trying to fuck. She, That's she why I love Faith. She's five by five. Man. <laughs> there's there's so much to just go through in this though. One, yes. where the fuck is the Faith in jail spinoff in prison? Right. right. Like that should have been a whole show on its own. Um and also, goodness, goodness, goodness. <laughs> uh, this is this is I like to predict because do we see him do this anymore? In the show, no. okay. Well, then I pre- I like to pretend that he does this like regularly. Yes, I um, do too. Yeah, but this is more than anybody in the Buffyverse ever did for her. Yes, and mm-hmm. and, and immediately, I I am truly impressed with Angel just for this. Ugh, Zach, you just saying that I could cry. <laughs> he he actually takes time to understand her viewpoint rather than condemn or contextualize or excuse. He yeah. just he listens to her and. That is the core of Angel that I think finally emerges as its, you know, thesis statement. If Buffy's is like, you have to save the world no matter what. It's not glamorous. It's not, nobody likes, nobody wants to be chosen. You know, it is just, it is what it is. Mm. Angel's is like, you have a responsibility, not just to other people, but to yourself. And I think his connection with Faith, similar to the karaoke thing, adds so much to Angel by doing such minor yes. things. Yeah. It's so good. And it, it's also the writer saying, we know what you want. 
sit in your fucking little chair and let us get through it. Okay? Almost quit screaming. Calm down. Yeah. We hear you from LA. It's <laughs> um it just she she you know and he's not lecturing her. He's not preaching yes. at her. He asks mm-hmm. her about this little fight that she got into, right? He'll ask questions, but he's not giving her some monologue about being good. Make sure you're right. being good, Faith, right? He then updates her about his life. Well, I had to go and sing karaoke, uh, you know. And and it's it's a nice back and forth where they they both know they can be there for each other, but Faith knows that Angel doesn't need to lecture her, that she right. is in there to take the steps to be a better person. And she – he respects that, and he knows that. And it's just, oh, my gosh. I just – this is what I want from the show. And if this is all I'm getting, then, then I guess whatever. I'm done with season two. <laughs> it, it's a really good, like, sponsor, sponsee scene without beating you over the head. So yeah. Which- often happens with like either addiction or like any recovery but it is what the ideal version of that should be which is like complete acceptance someone to share this with someone to open up to and get feedback from like non-judgmental and again like we never get we never see faith get that from someone but I don't know if the faith uh, because I watched these shows in tandem. I don't know if the faith storyline tracks perfectly with Buffy. I know a lot of people feel that the final season was a weird jump for faith, but if you watch along with Angel, you can watch her claw her way yes. to being the woman that she is. At the I, end. I see it. I fully yeah. see it too. Yes, yeah. um, and I always have thought, you know, um, in reference to Angel being the only one to do this for faith in the Buffy verse. He is the one who should have done it too, right? Like I I put none of that responsibility on Buffy. Buffy did not owe faith anything. Faith did a lot of damage to Buffy's life. Buffy deserved to step back and let faith serve her sentence. Right. But as somebody who's trying to help people and trying to be a mentor, you know, live up to what you're wanting to do. And there's somebody right in front of you and he does. And I'm just like, I did not know. I thought the next time that we were going to see her was when she gets out of prison and then he has never gone to visit. And this just like, again, I have like goosebumps right now. Yeah. But again, similar to Darla and Buffy and what I was saying earlier uh, is that Angel gets to be a different version of himself with her. And Mm -hmm. that is so additive. Like he doesn't have to be who he was with Buffy. He doesn't have to be the object he is for Darla. He's this other thing, which is so much more human, ironically. Well, they both, they both share this dark, deep, dark side. Right. And he could never share that with Buffy because Buffy is at her core light. Mm -hmm. And so this connection they both have, and you know, I think one of you said it earlier in the episode I mean, Angel did exactly the same thing that Faith did and why she's, you know, why she's staying in jail. She killed an innocent person. Yeah. So yeah. there's, there's, there's a simpatico there. Yeah. I, it's, it's just, and like, yeah, these are two actors, but it does feel like effortless. It feels like these are two people that very much respect each other, that very much like get each other. Right. And like. Like you, like you, um, one of you was saying earlier, it doesn't feel heavy handed at all. This feels like, yeah, that makes sense. Like he would go see her. They yeah. would like, she would joke about him doing karaoke when she's like, wow. And I thought I had a bad. And it just adds a whole nother layer, right? Like I, yes. I can imagine him putting money on her commissary card and yeah. like really like there for her outside of prison. These, this cup of noodle courtesy of angel detective agent <laughs> <laughs> like these sensor boxes you know like with bread and cheese the really good tampons the ones they don't give you at commissary <laughs> the ones with applicators <laughs> exactly the pearl applicator too the good one and also the like 
one of them, I have this written down. I don't even remember which one says it because it makes me cry. Is like the road to redemption is a rocky path. Think we might make it. We might. That's so like a little moment that is like so nice between these two. So like, honest too. Yeah. It's like, it's like, and that is what addiction recovery is. If that's the kind of metaphor you want to see it as like, y- you can't say you're going to, because you don't know that you have to say, I'm going to try every single day. We might do it. And if we don't, we will try again. And I, it's such a small scene, but it really sets up the rest of the show. And I didn't, I didn't appreciate that on my first nine rewatches. In this episode, <laughs> I really was like, you know what, man, Eliza Dushko, in, indispensable, undeniable. <laughs> and like, she doesn't, Faith doesn't get scenes like this, right? Like, this is the only like quiet scene I think Faith like ever gets. It's always got to be so dramatic. I live for the moments where Faith just gets to be light and make a joke, yeah. you know, and not be so involved in the plot that everything has to be serious and, and stormy and cloudy, right? Yeah. 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 Well, that's really a good point because we get some scenes where it's like Faith as or Buffy as Faith got some quieter like reflection moments. We got, you know, Hot Chicks with Superpowers, one of my favorite scenes. But this is really, she's not even a central part of the story. We get yeah. to just see her being in her own world. And also she gets to be a, escape her inevitable crushing destiny for a little bit. And Buffy never even gets that. It's it's interesting to see, you know? That's that's true. I hadn't even thought about that, Ryan. That like is a break from your like inevitable. Maybe Anne. Anne was a little like that. Yeah, yeah. But she still had to fight at the end. But yeah, you know, no, I. She had to fight for socialism as we all do. <laughs> yes, she got the weapons. <laughs> Yeah, fuck. And Ryan, you know what I've been thinking about with Faith is everyone, I will say that I don't think I've gotten quoted back to me, the podcast, as much as you saying Buffy and Kendra had like the professional working relationship and Faith is the manager that's like, want to go hook up in the backseat of my car? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that is such an accurate depiction of the Did two I of them. Did I say that? <laughs> Good for me. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just, I don't know. It's like, she's not she faith isn't also isn't putting on an air here this is like more of the like actual faith right mm-hmm. and she's not she's like not puffing her chest doing her swagger yeah yes. yeah and it also then makes sense i mean you mentioned it zach when we do see her again that she is in a beat she's like yes i'm gonna go save angel yes i got this i'm gonna help and doesn't like think twice about it at all and it's because Angel has paid her this respect. And I think you're right. I do think in my mind, he has gone to visit her a few times. Like this isn't the first time. This isn't the last. We only see it on screen this time, but it feels like this is a, a thing he does. Gosh. And I, cause I've seen when she comes back and it just adds, I need to go watch those episodes again because it adds <laughs> such like a whole other layer to this where yeah. I always thought when she shows back up in the show, everybody's just on edge all the time. And I just thought that's what the, the thing that happens. And now I need to go and see, I need to go rewatch their interaction when she gets back. Yeah. I buy that. They see each other as maybe their only family member. Mm. And Oof. even though they have lots of sexual tension, I th- I do believe that they see each other with the kind of comfort that you see someone who just understands you in yeah. like a way that you only understand someone when like you just been through it, you know, trauma yeah. bonding. I guess it's yeah. called. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like our girls Gail and Sydney. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, Dana. Did you know that? Did you? You didn't know that she appeared here, right? Um, not in this episode, but I mean, I okay. knew that she, there was crossover with it. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm, I'm like so happy that scene landed the way I wanted it to land for both of you. And like, it was a surprise. Faith is my girl. I need, we did not get near enough faith in the Buffy verse. It's, it's, it's I truly have, a crumb. I have something to say, and I have been meaning to say it. You could do Faith the Vampire Slayer today with, yes. with her at you this could, age. Really Absolutely. Could. Don't even get me started. Yes. <laughs> Stick her in Boston. Put her in Louisiana. No, put her, put her in, in Paris and the Paris catacombs. Yeah. <laughs> Bonjour, Faith. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, I Cree, really wa- No, wait, that's not sank by sank. Yeah, I was going to say sank by sank. Sank by sank. sank. <laughs> Duolingo uh, over here. Fool me, Zach. I don't know. I don't know a French. <laughs> um, all right. Well, now that we are at the end. I think we're all going to have the same one, but uh, favorite scene, Ryan? I, I I would, you know, the faith scene, obviously. Yes, 100% the faith scene. But I also <laughs> want to give a special shout out to the hottie that is Lauren watching the hottie that is Angel perform Barry Manilow because I am what? Gay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite scene, Dana? Um, I'm going to go ahead and say just... I love the bait and switch of Lauren starting with the microphone and we think he's going to be this sinister thing. And it's actually like introduces this whole different side of angel, the show. Uh, so I'm going to say that. Zach. Obviously. Ours was obviously the faith scene. I did, <laughs> scenes like this moments like this make me wish I just had an hour long episode of them just doing this, you know? It's so exceptional that that's why I felt the need to mention something else because it's like, well, yes, obviously I love that. <laughs> it's like when we did Becoming and it's like, yeah, of course the coat. Like, yes, Whatever, yes, I'm simple, it. I will pick the scene. I'll do it. <laughs> Listen, I told you, it's both our answers. Zach. Someone had to. <laughs> yeah. Um, favorite, I know this one wasn't a big one for these, but favorite outfit, Dana? I'm going to give it to Lauren for his white um, yes. blazer and purple uh, button down with a matching uh, hanky. Yeah. So I thought I thought he looked slick. <laughs> uh, Ryan, I liked Cordelia just wearing that scarf in the acting class, just a scarf around her boobs. Because first <laughs> off, thanks, I'm gay, but thanks. Second, <laughs> two women in the world could wear that, and it's good for the designer that she took the time to go buy it. You know, <laughs> uh, Zach, uh, Faith's prison outfit. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think her hair looks really good there. I'm going to go with the hair. That's, you know what? There you go. Uh, can we count the, is that allowed? Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. the hair, because her hair did it's look It's like really she good. produces K-18. Yeah, like, I feel like her and Cordelia, like, their hair is just, like, so thick and gorgeous that it, even when it's, like, quote-unquote, distressed prisoner, it still looks fucking beautiful. We love a distressed hairstyle. It's always the best. I, you know... I actually have Lauren's white suit because I do like the white suit. I think the white and like the green color of his skin work really well together with the purple. But also I got to point out, I do like, no, I know I ragged on it already, but I do like Angel branching out with a color for his shirt. The like dark purpley, light purpley, whatever you Cordelia call that Cordelia bought him that. Oh yeah, for sure. Because he wears shirts like that a lot more moving forward. Like he'll wear Angel like in that. the Pride collection. <laughs> <laughs> nobody picked nobody picked pregnant lady Joseph. <laughs> pregnant lady Joseph was not that good, Zach. Oh my gosh. She went through it. She just re- really went through it and still nobody picked her outfit. She got that from the Costco. She I'll did. tell you what, that fetus was dressed <laughs> that fetus was dressed great in Justine Machado. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, what grade do we give the episode, Ryan? I will give it a solid B, and that is uh, not to be mean. It's just in the scale of Angel episodes, there are some yeah. real nuclear amazing moments. So I will say uh, a solid B, but uh, I like it a lot. All right. Uh, Dana? I'm going to give it a B plus uh, because I... It was probably my favorite so far, um, but I, I'm from what you all have said. There's much more to be had, so I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, throw it out there too hard right yet. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Zach, uh, I think I'll go with Ryan and say a solid B. It's the, the story was just a little math for me. Yeah, I I go. I'm going with a B as well because the story was mad, but that's saying a lot for the episode, right? That we're saying, eh, the story wasn't that great, but it was Well, still because everybody in it was great. It, they gave yeah. they gave a sense of, this is the gang. They brought Gun into the gang, finally. I've been waiting on that. They showed the hotel. They showed Darla and yeah. Faith. Like, it all comes <laughs> from, from all of that. That's true, yeah. <laughs> but and they don't overpromise. They're not like, wait till you see this story. Right. They're just like, this is the person we're saving one at a time. This is the one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> let's do karaoke, you know? Yeah, you know, and I think that's the storytelling I don't, like, I don't usually love a, like, Law and Order, what do you call that? When it's just like, everything's a one-off story and there's nothing that- Episode needs- of the, like, episode of the, or crime of the week kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like Angel did that too much in season one, but then season two does it better where it's like, yeah, maybe the like main story that week is like this random pregnant woman and this like charmed set, but we still get like the hint of Darla. We still get like, he goes to see Faith. Like we still get other shit that moves the story, like the characters forward. And I do really like that. Mm -hmm. That's like my favorite kind of storytelling. Well, Thank you all for doing this. Um, I love that all three of you also did be coming with me just a few weeks ago. So it feels like, oh yeah, I recorded with you guys. We've been recording. Um, We are going to be doing Angel Season 2. I am hopefully keeping it weekly for the summer. Um, We're going to try to hold the same schedule as we did for Season 1, just so everyone knows. But this time around, between Angel Seasons 2 and 3, I'm going to have us cover the magicians um and we'll see if it's one season or two how much time i have between yeah and uh if you like slayerfest 98 you can find us on spotify apple Podcasts, youtube anywhere else you get your podcasts and if you'd like to support the podcast you can subscribe to our patreon where you get lots of extra stuff that might be changed for the month of june or might not be might be july depending on how i feel tonight um, and if you want to follow SlayerFest98, we are at SlayerFestX98 on all social media platforms. Want to follow me? I'm at IanXCarlos. Ryan, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Instagram if that's what you want to do, but probably I don't recommend it. You can look at my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash at Ryho. That's R-Y-H-O. That is something I'm proud of. I have a video about Britney Spears and the threat of AI taking over Hollywood and a video about RuPaul's Drag Race and why drag needs to form a union. And coming up soon, I have a video about Barbie being a child-free icon. You can also find my podcast, Too Good to Be True, over at The Financial Diet on YouTube. That's about scams, schemes, gurus, and we have our own monsters of the week that we defeat each and every time. Nice. And Dana, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Dana Pickley. That's two C's, one L. And Zachary, where can everyone find you and the two other shows that you do? Nowhere. <laughs> just guess. You got to just guess and go <laughs> search something. Uh, My Bloody Judy. You can search. You'll find us. Um... 
have a show called Coffee and Tequila that will be coming back here in June. You can find that by searching Coffee and Tequila. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I could do the outro for you, Zach. I know where to find all your shit. Um, no. Oh, and I just, at my at the Patreon Zoom I did before this, Jared, Jared Draper, hello, Jared, uh, informed me that you put up the video, a new video that's from my birthday. So if you want to see me and Zach very drunk. Well, <laughs> I have another cut for that that I'm going to send to you specifically because it's the, the one I put out is more couple focused, but I have a, a cut for you that is very Ian focused. So. Um, I'll send you that. I'll send you, well, yeah, because it's your birthday video, you know? Oh, so, all right. Thanks. That's cute. Ian, um, people pay good money on Cameo for something like this. You, you <laughs> thank this man, this little stinker. <laughs> uh, Zach, you're too good to me. Um, oh, goodness. As all of you are. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to get to season two and be moving forward. And I'm so fucking happy that Zach and Dana, you both like this episode and because it gets better. Um, Yeah, and we will see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye.